Alexa is now good and ready to stream your WIA national news from the hub on VK1WIA. From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Thanks Alexa. Hi, I'm Graham VK4BB and good morning everybody. This is the WIA National News for week commencing July 11, 2021 and ham radio helping lifelong hobbyists stay mentally fit in old age. So says ABC West Australia. It comes with all the benefits of social media, but without any of the downsides. And one of Australia's oldest ham radio enthusiasts says it's also the perfect hobby for retirees looking to stay mentally sharp. West Australian-based Norman Gom, VK6GOM, took to ham radio over 40 years ago and now, aged 82, has no intention of signing off. Just yet. As one of VK's estimated 10,500 licensed ham radio operators, VK6GOM is also president of the Bunbury Radio Club. Read and hear more via the link we like, via the story filed last week on WIA's front page news, wia.org.au, and another story of a similar theme appeared in the Minnesota Star Tribune this week. Janet and Janice Robidoux didn't live the kind of life that people would expect of women of their generation. The 86-year-old identical twins from Coon Rapids in Minnesota, USA, studied electrical engineering and worked for pioneer computer companies at a time when few women had careers in STEM fields. They've travelled the world via the airwaves as avid ham radio operators, a hobby they took up in their teens. Janice is K0JA, Janet K0JE. VK1WIA. The Northern Territory went into lockdown recently, which came as a bit of a shock since we had not experienced that situation since early in 2020. It was also a bit of a surprise for all of the thousands of Southern tourists who who are currently visiting the Northern Territory to escape the Southern lockdowns and to enjoy the mild, dry season weather up here in the North. I was in Canberra the week before the AGM and flew back home to Darwin via Melbourne. I was registered to attend the AGM, but an unplanned power outage in my small community meant that I was unable to be part of this year's AGM. I have seen part of the video and it seems there was a significant participation. The conference, which I was attending in Canberra, was held as a hybrid event also. Uh, It seems that a virtual component is very popular and may well remain part of future WIA AGMs and conferences. I note that the RAOTC held last year's AGM as a virtual event and it may well be a feature of future such events. That said, the board will will turn its mind to the 2022 AGM. The board will need to determine if it will be a hybrid event held in both physical locations as well as being held via Zoom and again streamed on YouTube. The board are now calling on submissions from clubs who may be interested in holding that event in 2022. On the international scene, the IRU has been working on a new global IARU website that links all three regions. This work has been ongoing over the last two years and the IARU websites have been updated and have been live now for some time. Common information about amateur radio, the role of the IARU, is on the main site, whereas region-specific information and news, etc., can be found on links from that main site. The websites have been optimised to work well with both Android and iOS devices. 
The links are included in the text version of this broadcast. The IARU Monitoring Service Coordinator, Peter, VK3MV, has notified the board of the WIA that he wishes to retire from that role. The board is seeking expressions of interest from individuals or clubs that may wish to be considered for appointment to that role. Please send expressions of interest to the secretary at wia.org.au. The WIA extends many thanks to Peter, VK3MV, for his long service as the IARU Monitoring Service Coordinator. Thanks, Pete. Uh, This has been WIA Director and Secretary Peter Clue, VK8ZZ. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. Commencing international news from Region 1. IARU is saddened to announce that IARU Region 1 Vice President Faisal Alamy, 9 Kilo 2 Romeo Romeo, died following a prolonged period of hospitalisation with COVID. 9K2RR has been Region 1 Vice President since the 2014 General Conference and was an energetic and active supporter of amateur rodeo in the Arab world and globally. He was also an accomplished and successful contester. He represented IARU in the Arab Spectrum Management Group meetings and had attended ITU World Rodeo Conferences on behalf of IARU. Region 1 President Don Beatty, Golf 3 Bravo Juliet, said, This is tragic news. He was a valued member of the Executive Committee and the Region 1 team. Our thoughts and prayers are with his family and friends at this sad time. IARU Resignation The Rodeo Society of Zambia has been deregistered by the Registrar of Societies and as such, Zambia is no longer a legal entity. The Society has now resigned from the International Amateur Rodeo Union. In Region 2, FCC reaffirms nearly $3 million fine for marketing unauthorised drone transmitters. In a Memorandum Opinion and Order release June 17, the FCC denied a petition for reconsideration filed by Hobby King of a $2,861,128 fine for marketing non-compliant RF equipment and for failing to respond to FCC orders in its investigation of the company's practices. In the same step, the FCC enforced its equipment marketing rules. The fine resulted from an FCC investigation initiated by ARRL's January 2017 complaint that the Hobby King equipment was blatantly illegal at multiple levels. As spelled out in ARRL's 2017 complaint, the ARRL laboratory had documented that the operating frequencies of these drone TV transmitters near the 1.3 GHz amateur band were dip-switch selectable for frequencies internationally assigned for use by aeronautical navigation, GPS, etc., as well as to both the interrogation and reply frequencies used for air traffic control, air route surveillance transponder radar systems. Transmissions from these drone TV transmitters would have caused harmful interference to these essential navigation and ATC radar systems, presenting a real and dangerous threat to the safety of flight. The American Radio Relay League is planning a rededication of operations this month in July. ARRL board members from across the USA will join elected officials in reopening the world headquarters at 225 Main Street, Newington. We're really rededicating the work we do in Newington coming out of COVID, an organisation that's weathered two pandemics, product development manager Bob Inderbitson explained. 
The ARRL has over 158,000 members, all of whom are essentially amateur radio operators and hobbyists. The USA's FCC is soliciting a second round of comments on whether to authorise commercial space entities to obtain licences for frequencies used exclusively during space launch activities. These proposals include parts of the 70 centimetre, 420 to 430 MHz, and 5 cm, 50, 650 to 59.25 MHz bands. The federal government is allocated this spectrum on a primary basis and routinely uses it during space launches. But commercial space companies must obtain short-term special temporary authorizations from the FCC to use it for the same purpose. These proposals would allow private commercial space companies to obtain regular FCC licenses instead of launch-specific STAs in a number of bands. Primary federal users heavily employ the 70 centimetre segment for radio location applications. Frequencies in the 420 to 430 MHz segment can also be used during space launches to send a flight self-destruct signal if a launch goes off course and poses a danger to a populated area. The Commission's 2013 proposal, repeated in 2021, would permit use restricted to flight termination during launches by commercial space launch companies. To Region 3, JARL reports first membership increase for 27 years. The JARL reports that in the year to April 30, 2021, membership increased by 574, reversing 27 years of decline. JARL's President Post reads, As I've already reported in the previous issue of JARL News Spring 2021, JARL Web and Email Magazine, etc., the number of members for this federation at the end of last year increased by 574 compared to the same period of the previous year. Once again, we'd like to thank all the members concerned and everyone involved for their cooperation in the running of the federation. The increase in the number of members has been taken up by various mass media such as TV news programs and the national newspapers as bright news in the midst of the corona disaster. It was a great pleasure to be informed about ham radio and JARL in this way and it was a big event for the ham radio world as a whole. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. Ham Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. IAA UHF World Championship is on now, the weekend of July 10, 11. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest, July 17, 160, 80 and 40 metres using SSB, CW and Medieval PSK. With the lowdown, it's to the TT Contest Manager. Hi, this is Alan, VK4, Sierra November, with a reminder that the Trans-Tasman Contest is the next VK contest on the calendar and is open to VK and ZL participants. Keep Saturday evening on July 17th free to take part between 0800 Zulu and 1400 Zulu. The six hours is divided into three by two hour blocks where you can work stations once per band per mode per block. You can use SSB, CW or RITI to warm up 160, 80 and 40 metres in one of the following sections. Single operator high power, single operator low power, single operator QRP, multi-single and multi-multi. 
The exchange is a signal report followed by a consecutive serial number starting at number one. Contestants are encouraged to use Mike's VKCL logger. Once the Cabrillo log is created, it can be directly uploaded to the log checker site with the click of a single button. The user does not have to find the log or email it. The log is sent directly for you. In the event it does not work, then please email the log to ttlogs at wia.org.au. And remember the Remembrance Day contest for next month. Thank you. This is Alan, VK4, Sierra November. Thanks, Alan. Yes, the RD or Remembrance Day contest is August 14, 15. Alara contest, Sunday 28th of August and Sunday 29th of August. Oceania contest, voice from 0800 hours UTC Saturday October 2 to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 3. CW from 0800 hours UTC Saturday October 9 to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 10. Spring VHF UHF field days November 27-28. December 4 and 5, 160 metres worldwide. December 11, 12, 10 metres worldwide. DX window. Kingdom of Eswatini, 3DA. Hands 3DA, 0AQ has been logged on 26 metres using CW. Eswatini, officially known as the Kingdom of Eswatini, is still commonly known in English as Swaziland. QSL, 3DA, 0AQ via EA5GL. St. Helena Island. No, not the St. Helenian VK4's Morden Bay, but ZD7, laying in the South Atlantic Ocean. QRV is ZD7GB from Jamestown until September 6. Activity on 40 to 10 metres, including satellite QO100, using SSB, FT8 and FT4. QSL via operator Jerry's instructions. Jerry, whose call signs include G3WIP and VK0GB, Received the call sign ZD7GB for his activation from the main village of Jamestown on St. Helena Island, whilst he is working there as a medical doctor. Here's a high flyer worth keeping an ear out for. NZAT News says that ARI Kadori and ARI Brunigo have activated special call II3TDD, celebrating a century from the opening of the world's most famous Alps Railway. Trinino delle Dolomiti, Dolomites Mountain Train. They are on the air till September 30 on all bands and modes. Croatia 9A Members of the Croatian Flora Fauna ARC are QRV with special event called 9A10FF to celebrate the club's 10th anniversary. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. Hi, Graham again and Media Watch, QRM from the sky. Ham Radio on Russian Television. Racer R1BIG appeared in a news report. The report, 21st Century Radio Amateurs. This was shown on Russia's Channel 1 TV. Racer writes, I agree with the camera crew of the main Russian Channel 1 that they came on International Amateur Radio Day to make a report on me about ham radio to promote our hobby to a big number of completely new people who watch television. The report next day on Russian television, well, you can actually see what happened behind the scenes, particularly the QRM from the sky. CQ 20 meters, this is Radio 1, Bravo India, Golf Drop Portable. Radio 1, Bravo India, Golf Drop Portable, my God, what is it? What is it? Hello, my friends, this is Raisa, R1BIG. First of all, happy Amateur Radio Day 
it is a wonderful day and I'm very happy to be uh, part of this fantastic hobby. Today I have an unusual day because the uh, television uh, came to my portable activities uh, and uh, I was uh, interviewed uh, by uh, them uh, and it was very interesting uh, to uh, tell uh, about our lovely hobby to the people who don't know um, anything about uh, our hobby and I hope it will be nice interview and now uh, I will show you my portable position. Now to watch it, just go to the text edition on wia.org.au. Uh, I have so many very interesting and wonderful impressions of this. I wish you good luck. Uh, don't forget about likes, put your comments below. And see you later. Bye-bye. Re Rewind. With Rewind, I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK. Old VK5 WIA journals now online. Doug, VK1ZDJ, has been scanning old WIA South Australian Division newsletters uh, from uh, 1959 to 1977 and has placed them online for all to read. Not only do they contain South Australian news, but uh, there's lots of circuits and projects, WIA federal news and a whole lot more. Many themes from then recur today, 50 or 60 years later. So why not set aside many hours of reading pleasure and visit the link we like in this week's text edition? And don't forget, our own amateur radio magazine is also online from the 30s to the 2000s, thanks to scanning and uploading by Will, VK6UU. How to get there? Of course, as usual, read the text edition on wia.org.au. Well, my time is up for now. With Rewind, this is VK4FJRK, John Knox. Hi, this is Nick VK7, Whiskey Whiskey. Want to get our youth into amateur radio and don't know where to start? Well, Rob Norman may have the answer. Rob, VK5, Sierra Whiskey, has written five amateur radio books which are all available from Amazon Worldwide. And Rob's been on air for over 50 years. The books relate to amateur radio and they're aimed at children and are available in both e-Kindle and paperback formats. I'm sure these books can help young people take an interest in our hobby, and Rob has also kept the costs of the books down to the lowest price allowed by Amazon. But wait, there's more. No, not a set of steak knives, but Rob is offering open access to his amateur radio website, which he's been building for over 10 years. The link can be seen here in today's text edition of Australia's only official ham radio news broadcast. Rob hopes to hear from you soon. This is Nick, VK7 Whiskey Whiskey, with another book look, signing clear. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. Hello, and first up, it's astronomical. So far in the search for exoplanets, scientists have been unable to detect radio signals coming from those planets. But what are exoplanets? An exoplanet, or extrasolar planet, is a planet outside the solar system. 
The first possible evidence of an exoplanet was noted in 1917. The prefix exo is short for extrasolar, meaning beyond the sun. So exoplanets are just planets that orbit stars other than our sun. These scientists believe that radio signals from the distant solar systems could give astronomers valuable information about the characteristics of the planet they emanate from. A research paper published by Rice University scientists has outlined a better way to determine which exoplanets are most likely to produce detectable radio signals based on activity within the magnetosphere on the night side of the planet. The study shows that radio signals emanating from the day side of an exoplanet appear to be at their max during phases of high solar activity. The study also found that those coming from the planet's night side could add significantly to the signal. Information on the planet's magnetosphere is of particular interest to scientists because the strength of the magnetosphere around the exoplanet indicates how well it will be protected from the solar wind coming from its host star. Earth's magnetosphere is one of the key reasons our home planet is teeming with life because it protects us from radiation and solar wind. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Females in Radio. This week we visit with Ladies Digital Roundtable and Sal Embi, KB3TZD, has that report thanks to our good friends at Amateur Radio Newsline. The YLs who check into the Ladies Digital Roundtable say they're grateful to have a safe spot they can get access to with a hotspot. The women who are married to amateur radio operators first began meeting in February of 2020 after realizing that many of the more technical nets populated by men were a bit intimidating, even to YLs who had their licenses for a long time. Lana, N7WST, conceived the net to encourage them to get on the air and to feel more comfortable. Each Monday evening at 0100 UTC, a dozen or more YLs meet in Southwest USA on Wires X Room 43197 or Yesu System Fusion Reflector 73102. YLs using DMR are able to operate cross-mode to enter. Lana told Newsline that instead of antennas and amps, the women talk about their lives, their childhoods, their families, and a number of less technical topics. She said, quote, we speak about a chosen weekly topic and whatever else is on our minds or going on in our lives, end quote. She said that all the while, the women are sharpening their operating skills, too. Most of the women are in the southwestern United States, but she said some regulars have been checking in from New York, Virginia, Indiana, and at least one DX member in the Philippines. Of course, there have been some off-the-air benefits as well. Many of the local members who live in Arizona have since gone on camping trips together near the Grand Canyon and stay in touch between nets through the Roundtable's Facebook page. I'm Sel Embi, KB3TZD. Thanks, Sel. And now to Females in Space, where Mary Wallace Funk, known to her friends as Wally, at age 82 and a pilot with almost 20,000 flight hours, is about to rocket into the history books may be best known as one of the Mercury 13 group of women who passed NASA astronaut medical exams in the 1960s. She'll be on the first crewed New Shepard flight on Tuesday, July 20th, along with billionaire Jeff Bezos. NASA made no effort to fly the Mercury 13 women and did not formally select any female astronauts until Sally Ride became the first American woman in space in June 1983. Wally will become the oldest person, male or female, yet to fly into space, and we wish her well. Still in space, and the final frontier. 
The world's first wooden CubeSat has successfully completed a test flight into the stratosphere. Wiser, WISA, WoodSat, is constructed using birch plywood panels in a 1U configuration measuring 10 centimetres squared. Nine small solar cells will power the satellite, which will orbit at an altitude of 500 to 550 kilometres. The novel spacecraft will carry several amateur radio experiments, as well as photo downlinking, including selfies. Wiser Woodsat will go where no wood has gone before. And I do have to wonder if those who came up with the concept of building a satellite out of timber instead of the usual materials are considered a splinter group. Another satellite to mention, Miasat-1, designated as MO-112. On June 22nd, Miasat-1 was deployed from the ISS and is a project of the Mauritius Research and Innovation Council carrying digipeter and camera equipment. AMSAT has now designated Miasat-1 as Miasat-Oscar-112, or MO-112. AMSAT has congratulated the owners and operators and thank them for their contribution to the amateur satellite community. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Police. GM0GMN to lead IPA amateur radio section. Following the passing of Regional Representative Tom Riley, G0NSY, the International Police Association, IPA, has appointed James, GM0GMN, to lead their UK amateur radio section. RSGB front page news says James is keen to make contact with current and former members of the group and to encourage new members. Worldwide special interest groups, Rota, recipes on the air. Well, maybe we should really call this recipes in space because the first three Chinese astronauts aboard China's Tiangong space station are enjoying a menu of more than 120 dishes. You heard right, 120 dishes. Meals include shredded pork in garlic sauce, kung pao chicken, black pepper beef, pickled cabbage, and many more. I bet I'm not the only one who feels hungry now, but it's had too far for takeaway, though. CCTV, which is available in VK aboard the Foxtel platform, also reports that astronauts use condiments such as pork sauce and Sichuan pepper sauce to help adjust to the temporary loss of sense of taste experienced in microgravity. The space agency also boasted that this station is equipped with a microwave oven so that the crew can enjoy their food hot. Still on a space theme, it's worldwide special interest groups stamp collecting amateurs. The US Postal Service is issuing a set of stamps bearing images from NASA's Solar Dynamics Observatory. The stamps feature 10 images received at the observatory, including plasma blasts, solar flares, coronal holes, coronal loops, and those all-important sunspots. NASA launched its Solar Dynamics Observatory in 2010 to collect solar data. Now, in 2021, the Post Office issued the stamps during a ceremony in Maryland. As ARNewsline.com says, this means that we hams, of course, can now celebrate Solar Cycle 25 one stamp at a time with each QSL card we send. And finally, Worldwide Special Interest Group's Yota, Youngsters on the Air Contest. This session of the 2021 Yota Contest will take place next Sunday, July 18th, from 1000 to 2159 UTC. This is a change of date from the originally announced July 17th. 
Over 700 logs were received for the first leg, including over 100 logs from Yota stations where the operators had to be under 25 years of age. And that wraps up Worldwide Special Interest Group news for this week. I'll catch you next week with more. I'm Col, VK3GTV. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au On the 2021 social scene and well just as we finished WIA National News last week by saying just three events remained on our calendar word of two came in first is a VK4 car boot sale at Redcliffe we'll have more details in Q News then in VK5 it's the Australian Fox Hunting Championship and Surg Convention This is John VK5 DJ for the South East Radio Group Well, we're having another try. The Australian fox hunting competition and surge convention at Mount Gambia is now rescheduled for the weekend of 18th and 19th of September 2021. The program may need a little adjustment around the edges as it's an ordinary weekend and this may mean that some of our fox hunters need to return home Sunday afternoon. That being said, we'll try to ensure that the program is as full as possible. Keep an eye on the Surge Convention page on our website, surge.org.au. That's S-E-R-G We look forward to seeing our convention friends back on the 18th and 19th of September. And thank you, VK5DJ, and thank you, one and all, for listening to the WIA National News. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. See you next week. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.